0: Welcome back to this week's episode of The Strategist. I'm Fallon Fulce. So one of the things that I have noticed through my journey of being in corporate and being in the business environment while trying to do the work to become the person that I'm meant to be as far as for being grounded, successful, and feeling fulfilled in my job When I went through this whole thing, one of the things that I struggled with the most was actually being grounded and feeling like I was stable while everyone else was swirling around me. Because I found so often that I actually would get caught up in and swept up in that swirling that everyone else is doing where they find out something and they immediately react to it and bring everyone else around them on this journey of just swirling and reacting and not coming from a place of centeredness where it's just this constant reactivity type of mode. I mean, you can probably think back in your career and think back on times where either this has happened to you or you've seen someone else do this where they find out a piece of information and they immediately react to it. And that reaction is driven by emotions and a lot of things that don't really service in the long run. They're just this immediately survival type of reaction that they're having to this information. And that goes back to, you know, what we talked about in the past too, where it's this, being in that survival mindset where you're constantly reacting as if you are just trying to survive. And so that's one of the things I struggled with was when other people would do that around me, I would in the past, immediately get sucked into that because in my nature, I want to help. I want to please others. I want them to say, Oh, wow. Fallon really helped me out in that moment. You know, and that, that's just part of my nature. And I've had to really work with that because that didn't serve me. That only served them. And in honesty, it really didn't serve them either because it didn't allow them to make their own choices and make their own mistakes, because I was constantly swooping in and trying to fix it. And so that's not really serving me or them. And I'm not saying that you can't be of help to others. But when that help comes from a place of groundedness and centeredness, and not from a place of survival and a place of fight or flight type of reaction, it becomes so much more helpful because you come to problems with a different perspective. While they're sitting there spinning out and just going around in circles, you are coming in with this grounded, you know, different perspective where you are actually going to be able to help them because you are able to see that bigger picture. And that's something that in those moments, I've realized that I struggled with was when I would receive a piece of information that would cause me to have some kind of reaction in the past, I would have just immediately reacted. But whenever I came at it from a place of centeredness and groundedness and had that bigger perspective of how does this fit into the bigger picture, it changed the game for me because it made it to where instead of having it where I was immediately pulled into the right now of how am i going to solve this specific problem if you take a moment to approach it from a place of groundedness a place of centeredness and you know we'll get into like exactly how to do this and you know what techniques you can use to go there but it's when you approach it with that type of mindset that you can pull yourself out of that small picture feeling and ideology and pull it into this bigger picture of how does this fit into the bigger scheme of what I'm trying to do? How does that cause, how does it have these impacts where when you see it from a bigger picture, how does it fit in? How does this puzzle piece fit into the bigger picture of the whole puzzle? And when you approach it from that mindset of bigger picture, it allows you to come up with a better solution that fits your overall goal, that fits your bigger picture ideas of how things, you want things to play out in the future. And so just from that idea and approaching things from a different perspective Let's get into one of the ways that I really use these techniques in a day to day thing of how did I actually approach this? Because this is something that took me a long time to really grasp. And you may or may not resonate with all of the things that I'm saying, but it at least gives you the breadcrumbs to start on your own journey of what works for you. And so, one of the biggest things that I had to learn in those moments was to sit back and take a moment. Number one, when you receive that those kind of pieces of information where you're immediately going to react to something, don't react. Take a second. Center yourself by breathing, coming back into your body. Because a lot of times we... When we receive pieces of information that we need to immediately react to, what's happening is our attention and our focus is going into the future of, okay, well, where am I going to go? What is this going to do? How am I going to solve this problem? You're no longer currently in your body. You're no longer present to where you are right now. You have just taken it and gone completely into the future with everything of where am I going to be in such and such hours or days or weeks, you know what does this where does that bring me this piece of information where does it bring me? and when you're doing that, you're no longer in the moment and you cannot be present when you're already in the future and being present is one of the foundational things of how do I take this big problem and make it to where it's manageable and react in a way that is In alignment with where I want to go in the future. But you can't do that from already being in the future. You don't know what the future is going to hold. All you know is right now. And so when you bring yourself back into the present, you can finally react from a place of where am I right now? And what is my next move? Not where am I going to go 10 moves from now, but what is my next move? And so I like to do that by just taking a quick pause. And a lot of people don't even realize I'm doing it is because, and or maybe they do because they probably are like, okay, when is she going to react? You know, and that's okay because that's what people over time have come to expect from me where I am not going to immediately react to whatever they're saying. I'm going to take a pause. I am going to, Focus on my breath. I'm going to just take a couple deep breaths and just think, okay, I'm here. I'm here right now. What is my next step? And that, in a way, really sets the stage for how you approach the problems moving forward. And so, the next thing that I like to do is ask the question to myself, is this mine? is what information or question or, you know, what problem am I trying to solve that's being presented to me? Is it even mine to solve? There's so many times where people don't know what to do with their own problems. And so they immediately go to someone else to solve it for them. And if you're like me, I love solving problems. I love helping other people. So my immediate reaction in the past is to just literally solve their problem for them. But that doesn't serve me and that doesn't serve them. Because it's not my problem to begin with. And then whenever we have people who, when when we're solving other people's problems, we don't give them the opportunity to solve their problem. They never get the opportunity to grow. And this is especially important in a team environment where you're leading a team, where you are constantly being brought with, you know, all these other people's problems. And yes, they are in a way your problems too, because you are either successful as a team or you fail as a team and you all fail or you all win. And so... In that environment, it makes it even harder as a leader to really take a step back and put that responsibility back on your teammates where they are the ones that need to solve this problem, not you. So especially when you're a team lead or whenever it's a coworker coming to you, if you're not a team lead, ask the question, is this mine? Is this mine to solve? What benefit is it going to bring me and them if I solve it? Now, there are cases where you do have to step in and you do have to be the person to solve it. But when you are doing that, be very mindful of how you do it. Don't just go in your office, solve the problem, and wrap it up in a little bow and deliver it on their desk and say, congratulations, here's your solution. That, again, doesn't serve you and it doesn't serve them because next time they have that problem, they're expecting that present on their desk with the little bow. And, again, not helping you and it's not helping them. So what you need to do in those situations that I have learned the hard way to do is to ask, is this mine? And if it's not mine, I redirect them in a way that says, okay, look, I'm here if you need me to help you, but I have other things going on right now. And what are some things that you can do right now to start solving your problem? I'm there if you need me, but I just don't have time right now to actually address your problem. And it's an easy way to just say, look, I've got other things going on right now, and I really need you to step up and do your part in this team of you need to help yourself solve this problem. Think outside the box, do different things. So that's a very fundamental way to not get caught up in the other person's swirling. So the second thing that I really love to do is imagine that there is an ice cream wall between me and the other people. This can be especially helpful when you are in situations that are very negative and have a very charged environment. I mean, and if you've been in business long enough, you know exactly what I mean, where you're in these meetings and there's just a lot of emotion being flown around you. And there's just so much that's happening that isn't yours and you don't have to take it on. And it's okay that you don't take it on. In fact, it's better for everyone if you don't, especially you. So the ice cream wall works really really well because what it's doing is it's creating this boundary. It creates a imaginary but physical boundary between you and the other people who are flinging around all the emotions. And so what you do is you imagine that there is a wall between you and the other people or other person and on The side that is facing the other person is any kind of flavor of ice cream that you love, that you think that other people would love. And it can be mint chocolate chip, pistachio. It can be plain vanilla. It can be chocolate, you know, any kind of cookie dough, because that's my favorite. But it can be literally any kind of ice cream you want. And the whole goal is when you're putting up this wall, the wall is thick enough to where nothing can penetrate it. And whenever other people's emotions and negativity and things that they're saying come at you and they're actually, you know, speaking to you or around you, those negative thoughts and emotions and things that they're saying hit the ice cream wall, get absorbed by it. And what goes back to them is only the positive things. And so, this really helps where you can create this boundary for yourself. And yes, it's imaginary. Yes, it's probably all made up in your head. But at the same time, our thoughts are what creates our reality. So, why can't we create this wall that no one else can see that we know is there that allows us to be a better person, be a better leader? be a better employee because when we are protected, when we have that boundary of that's not mine, you got a lot of stuff going on over there, but none of that is mine. Creating that wall allows us to exist in our own space without having the influence of all these negative thoughts and emotions coming at us. And when we're, Having all of that stay away from us, and we create our own little bubble in a way, we are more able to be grounded and centered and be that voice of reason in the meetings where things are just completely unreasonable it, try it I mean it it honestly blew me away when I first started using it and Now it's just become part of my routine where when things are getting out of hand, I put up the walls because I don't need all of that because none of that is mine. It doesn't help anybody for me to absorb any of their emotions, any of their thoughts, any of their, whatever they're saying, all of that is not mine and they can have it back. And you know what? I can even help them by giving them the positives back. Because whenever we shift our own mindset, we shift the mindset of those around us. Think about it. When you've constantly been around somebody who is always negative and just always has the most negative things to say, think, do about any situation, eventually you're going to adopt those as well. Then think about it on the other side. When you have been around somebody who is so positive and completely spins everything in a way that is not the whole, everything is rainbows and sunshine, but more of a, how can we learn from this? What are the things that we did wrong? What are the things that we can improve on? And just constantly shifting it from being this negative type of thought pattern to being that positive influence in our life we're more likely to start having those positive thoughts, being able to flip the script ourselves. So when we come from a place where we're the ones doing that, where we're the ones flipping the script on everyone, well, then that creates more positivity for those around us. That creates that environment that we're all looking for, where we're constantly moving from job to job or wishing that we could in order to find that. I want to challenge you to find it right now. Find it in the job that you're currently in, because it doesn't matter, no matter how many jobs you move to, how many places you move across the country to, how many you know, thoughts you have about just leaving your own current position. Instead of focusing on trying to find that environment somewhere else, why not create it where you are right now? Create it in the space that you are now because that is the only place that we have. Yes, we can plan for the future. Yes, we could jump companies. We could constantly spend our entire career jumping companies because we can be in that honeymoon period for the first year or two and then we figure it out that this place is just like the place we left because that's what we were attracting because that's how our mindset, that is a way that we were living And so when we're constantly searching for these magical places to work, I mean, granted, there are places that are amazing, right? But they're only amazing because of the people that are there who have that same mindset. But if you're not in that, let me flip the script type of mindset, you're never going to attract the type of company where they will flip the script for you. They will be the people who are the positive influence. You ha- it all starts from you. It all starts from you flipping the script. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter the company. It doesn't matter. Because as humans, we want to be like who people we look up to. We want to be like the most successful person in the room, right? Why don't you flip the script on yourself and you become the most successful person in the room because you're the one flipping the script. It doesn't matter that the people around you aren't doing it. Be the leader. Be the change that we need to see in business and corporate because that's all we have is the present. All we have is the right now. And so we can be the change. We can be the people who flip the script. It doesn't have to be this magical workplace that we dream up in our minds that we hold other companies to these expectations, or even our own company that we're working for now, holding them to these unrealistic expectations, wishing that they're going to fix our problem for us. It goes back to the example I had earlier in this episode where When employees or your teammates come to you asking for you to fix their problem, don't be the employee that's going to your company asking them to fix the problem for you. When the problem is really how we're approaching our job, how we're approaching how we are successful. The only people that can make us us successful is ourselves. So, we start with making ourselves successful by flipping the script and being the ones that are positive, being the ones that, no matter the situation, we don't just immediately react. We take that time to take a step back and we take that time to take a breath. We take the time to ask, Is this mine? And if it's not mine, let it go. Don't feel bad. Don't feel like you failed because you didn't. In fact, you succeeded more than anyone else, because you know what's yours and what's not. What will make me successful and what will not? What will make my team successful and what will not? These are things that you can ask yourself and things that you can do in your job right now. You don't have to change companies. You don't have to wait for the current company to change their policies and change the way that they function. That change will come, but the change starts with you. So I hope that this has helped you in a way that has empowered you to be the change, because that's how I have approached it. That's how I have become more successful in my career. This is how I do it. And that's what I want to share with you is how have I done it. And I'm not done yet. I still have so much more to learn, but I want to share with you the things that have made me more successful and the things that haven't because in our failure is where we find the most information about how we can move forward and be more successful. Failure is not failing. Failure is just something that, we, that happens. That's part of life. And it's how we learn. And it's how we approach failure and how we approach that is how we can become better. So I hope that you've enjoyed this episode and please let me know if this has been helpful. I'd love to hear your feedback. I'm on social, on LinkedIn at Fallon as well as on Instagram at pfstrategies.co. And so I would love to hear your insights, things that you learned from the episode And it just really helps me to know where to take the next episode. What are your interests? Let me know. I would love to talk with you in the messages or the DMs. And I will talk to you guys next week.